Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Well, today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about not your keys, not your NFTs, and this is more probably on the good side of behaviors that NFTs have promoted. We're going to be getting into the news. Uh, you know, I think the next couple of episodes, we may even be bringing it up a couple of times. Uh, seems like something happened out there. And, and I don't think we're talking about the elections or anything else. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, before we get into the, the main people, what's new in your wallet? Man, honestly, there's a lot of new things in my wallet. I've been I've been getting away from from all the bad stuff. I got a lot of new uh, new Coldy collection. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit later. But quite ironic name talking about Martin Bar. The name is the market psychology. Oh boy, man, we've got some some psychological. Uh, we got everything going on right now. This has been this has been something to be in crypto, huh? Yeah, and there's, you know, we're talking about, just directly speaking to it, the absolute implosion of, of FTX in the span of one week, where the apparent golden child, the chosen one of crypto, turned out to be Darth Vader all along. And what is unfolding is unfortunate. Look, I'll, I'll just come out and say this. If you do lose funds on FTX, that sucks. I'm incredibly sorry. I think there are reputable people out there that were legitimately pointing to it as equal parity with Coinbase when in fact it was nowhere near that. And I, I, I'm sorry, you know, like if, if you have been, you know, shaped by that FTT token going, going down uh, or, or a big Solana holder and that going it, down. The news I, is very few people actually held that FTT token. And that was a big part of the problem, how they propped that price up. But yeah, it is too bad if you were in this, you know, we have talked a lot about how it's so important to, to really own your assets. And, you know, that is one of the, the best things that I think has come of, of the, the NFT eruption is how many people have self custody their assets, how many people move assets from centralized exchanges, central self, uh, centralized uh, custody places and decided to get it out because they wanted to spend it on NFTs. And I don't think that all of those people would have done the same thing without NFTs. And that NFT that's held in your wallet, there's no option to go park it. You know, there's there's no bank to go park it in right now. I mean, there, there are places that you might be able to transfer, but for the most part, people are holding their NFTs in their wallet. And luckily, you know, those assets, you know, as, as we talk about, there's tons of scams, but, you know, there's not we haven't seen this level and this is, you know, it's, it's absolutely just, it's really destructive to, to the crypto industry from the outside. And I think, you know, we can talk about the differences, but this is a big, big black eye to, to the crypto industry from, from those that can't really distinguish the difference. 
Yeah. What we're also going to see is this is going to cause another series of cascades. This was a domino that was tipped into falling uh, and back into seems like with the Terra blowout where there was, uh, you know, the Almeida lost a uh, strong bit of capital. And then you begin to see the co-mingling of funds in the back end of STX. And, you know, it's really, it, it's kind of sadly common where, you know, someone's like, oh, look at all this, like, see customer money. They're not going to need it. Let's go use a bunch of it to go gamble. And you're right. You don't see that with NFTs. Cause basically, when you like, all right, maybe for instance, the the Dow. We've seen shitty stuff be done with Dow and like Dow creditories and like, oh, is somebody like voting just and that all the like one random thing. You still own the NFT, and you know the question of utility. I think can be tied sometimes to uh, communal treasury or something to that effect, but. Yeah, you know, this, this level of uh, fraud, but also now rolling instability of any, I repeat, any centralized exchange. Like I'm now looking at things that I haven't even come up in, in the news and I'm like, I'm pulling everything out of, if it is centralized, I'm out of it. It's definitely maybe for coins. Well, what do we get into to some of our headlines? Believe yeah. it or not, oh, yeah. we have a lot to do with, with FTX and the blow up. So this first one here. Um, we actually see a direct NFT usage uh, of how some FTX holders were trying to get funds out uh, initially when withdrawals were uh, were disabled on FTX uh, or soon after they were disabled. They actually enabled them for for customers in the Bahamas, which is also where most of the uh, the team um, behind FTX and uh, now I made a research uh, lived. Um, so, you know, no surprise that they were enabling, uh, enabling those people to, to get their funds out. But also uh, there were some other FTX holders who um, were, who lived there and then who were being bribed essentially with up to a hundred K UST USD to, uh, to take funds out. Uh, they were doing this through the use of NFTs. Uh, people would just buy huge, like just, a million dollars for a nothing NFT just to transfer the funds out and, you know, hope that this person would actually uh, deliver. And, you know, I don't know if this, how often this was actually happening or how often it worked, but, you know, in desperate times, I definitely see why you may uh, resort to that. And look, if there's utility for NFTs right there. Stampening money out of a sinking ship of fraud and corruption. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Use a lot of folks, and so they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I see what you're doing." Yeah. So another NFT uh, real connection here. We've got the Coachella NFT collection. This was done through the FTX uh, crypto exchange. It was actually offered through FTX. Uh, this was, I think, these were actually lifetime passes they were selling to Coachella, the music festival. Going to be a little hard to access now that. Um, FTX has collapsed, so unclear how how that's going to work. You know, this is I, I don't entirely know how these restored. It seems odd to me that you that they that they can't be access, uh, yeah, accessed in another way. But I guess this was a you know self or a uh, non self custody uh, centralized um, way of storing these where you would access them. So uh, another another. Uh, I don't know. Another project going down because of this crash. 
Um, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, yes, we've seen a massive drop in the price of board apes recently. I don't know exactly, you know, I don't know exactly why, you know, they're trying to relate this to the FTX collapse. I'm not, it, and this is more so than, than punks. We've got punks now uh, flipping, as they say, flipping uh, board apes again. They have risen back to, to be the, the number one PFP project, I suppose, if you go by price and, um, you know, many uh, more of the, uh, the, I don't know, more blockchain um uh more hardcore blockchain enthusiasts would probably say that the that might be the, the rightful way that uh, that the that that project should be on top of the board apes but um you know maybe there was more uh, there were more people affected by by this uh implosion on that were board ape holders than, than punks yeah, there's a lot of sales, frankly, like there's significantly more than they did about 20, uh, same to the seven days. And, you know, we're recording this month on a Wednesday here on uh, November 16th, but already did like 20 million in the trailing seven days. Crypto Fox only 5 million, but 282 transactions of already proper. And so there's a lot of people looking for, for that liquidity, right? If you just got to, uh, a haircut or worse because of your holdings uh, on FTX. You're like, that. you know, this, this sort of appetite for risk. And I think that maybe you trickle down the appetites for risk, maybe decreasing and sort of like, all right, you know, there's a winter, a plum and a winter coming. And, you know, you get to see who, yeah, I think it's easy to say like board apes, which have only been around for these holders for like a little over a year, like, are have only seen the good of the good times. And uh, whereas, you know, crypto punks go, go way back to the beginning of this, uh, like it's already like rode up and down a, uh, you know, a crypto, crypto winter, right? And so we are right. talking about this. That's like $80 ETH. I mean, after it had been mm-hmm. a Oh man. So we've got another uh, big collection hitting the market, big NFT collection. This is the chain CEO, Deepak.eth. He goes by, um, but he's got a pretty big collection and has spent some absurd amounts on, on punks, on apes. This will be hitting the market. Looks like someone, I mean, this is legitimately someone that had just way too much tied up in FTX. Um, the last sale of his, yeah, his blue bandana crypto punk went for 8,000 ETH. Um, so obviously not a, you know, he may own that NFT, but it's still nowhere near worth 8,000 ETH even. I mean, say what you want about them, but you know, that's not, not even close to liquid. He's not going to be able to get anything like that out of it at this time. Um, and it looks like he has a lot tied up in, in FTX. And, you know, it is, it is too bad to see that there are so many people that are affected by this that, you know, seemingly are well experienced in the industry but you know i'm not actually sure what chain dot what the chain company does so it, it likely is another um yeah something in the same realm as as an as fdx i'm guessing yeah well it's exactly what we're talking about like the sad splits of some my own liquidity as uh as things just get worse it's a chain, it's a blockchain service provider that helps to users to manage, implement, and control crypto blockchains. 
Okay. Okay. Yep. Nothing weird. All right. Then we've got NFT artist Beeple has denied that he is involved in the Metaplex, which is a, let's see, this is a, a NFT ecosystem coming to Solana. This was announced at Solana Broad Street or Breakpoint, a uh, conference in Lisbon that was just held early, uh, early November. They announced that people was going to come to their platform. This made the rounds. People got word of this from uh, one of these, you know, sites that republished it and, and published it as news and corrected everybody says that he had been contacted about this, basically laughed, said that, you know, they were in super preliminary talks, nothing remotely set or agreed upon. It got spun up into this. Apparently, uh, Decrypt, uh, the one that first reported on it, didn't even reach out to him. So I do find that interesting. You know, it seems like we've got another case of someone trying to grasp at credibility. You know, we've, we've, I don't know, maybe we can get into that a bit more, but we've certainly seen how FTX and SBS, the, the man behind FTX, um, used, uh, used, donations and everything to to build credibility and it worked quite well yeah borrowed celebrity borrowed philanthropy <laughs> borrowed on borrowing to, to build this reputation Ooh, Ooh. Ooh right. in there leveraging that yeah right all right we got a couple of non-ftx related headlines let's see we've got uh art blocks had their big Second annual conference. I don't know if it's going to be annual. I should say this headline says annual, um, but it's out in Marfa, Texas, this uh, very artsy town out in Western Texas. It's a long drive from anywhere. I think you've got to drive about eight hours through the desert to get there. Um, and it's a very small town with uh, only a few hotels and everything. So it is sort of a takeover of, of the town. I think they had maybe 250-ish people there. Um, but, you know, good, nice to see that there is, you know, still just communities coming together, you know, people in this community coming together for, uh, for some workshops and really just to celebrate art, uh, behind this. So, uh, good to have something that's not FTX related here. Oh, and one other headline we've got Sony, uh, there's some more than rumors, I guess some, some people have done some digging. looks like they are doing some work in, uh, in NFTs, looks like they may be seriously considering uh, introducing NFTs to some uh, upcoming games. Uh, that's, I think that's pretty big news. You know, we've talked about how it's, you know, it's going to take a, a combination. Um, but, uh, you know, I still, I think that if, if they're still looking at it at this point when it's this dead, that's saying something. It's better than doing it when there is a ton of hype and you feel like you just have to do it because everybody else is doing it. Yeah, me too. But this is, also, sort of the patent tracking stuff, so his patent filings, uh, curiously focused on the use of NFTs in games. They say specifically in creating, manipulating game assets. So this is the common classic. Hey, I have this upgraded enchanted sword. How do I move to a marketplace with it? And like you said, to be doing this and working on this at a time like this uh, is incredibly bullish. I'd say for a use case. All right. Well, why don't we get into our project? I actually do have one, as I mentioned earlier. It is market psychology. Uh, looks like I spelled that wrong again. Um, Boring. But it, right it, it's it, it, Colby's newest collection. This was released on Async Art, uh, or it's one of their Blueprints collections. This is the second Blueprints collection. 
Um, there's a thousand pieces to this, uh, minted at 0.15 ETH. Took about 18 hours or so to to mint out. Um, as I said, I I picked up picked up more than a handful. I went pretty heavy. I'm a big Colty fan. Um, there are, I believe, there's some sitting around 0.18 right now, so very close to the floor. I've seen one or two weth offers hit. Um, so that is an option too, if you want to, you know, be patient, but there's, you can also shop around a bit. There are, there's skulls that, uh, sort of explore the different, um, the different stages that you go through during, uh, during market, uh, during market rises and falls, such as anxiety, thrill, uh, um, well, there's also a, a wrecked here that has an upside down skull, um, you know, of course, using all sorts of crypto nomenclature. Um, you know, I thought it was great that it released really like right as all the FTX the implosions or explosions, whatever you want to call it, were happening. And, you know, a lot of crypto prices have certainly tumbled, uh, you know, tumbled in response as it has shaken a lot of a lot of belief. Um, and it's you know somewhat ironic that he, he and that he released this at that time. I think it will be looked back upon as kind of funny. Um, that it did come out at this time, but it is, you know, as I said, he's an artist that's been around the space, going to be around the space. He's been, he was here when nobody was paying attention and, you know, he's not, he's not going to leave because of this. So I think that's a you know big part of what I am uh, looking at here as well, uh, beyond just the collection. Yeah. It's interesting. It doesn't look like there's a creator fee noted here. So uh, I'm looking on open it just says creator fee 0%, thousand items. And interesting, did not realize. It, yeah, it also says that the owners of this print meet prints, uh, maybe our personal use revolution, uh, 3,840 pixels by 3840. Um, which is kind of funny, like, all right, you can you can print them out. It's then, um, I wonder why making that note because obviously, like, you know, you probably get access to these files if you knew the code well enough, anyway. Cool. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't actually noticed that part. Yeah. Glad you're reading the details. Well, full disclosure, too. If you look at analytics, you did ham on this. I think you're one of the five biggest holders of this collection. Uh, yeah. I do go a little, little crazy. You on got it, a little, so. yeah. You got a little aggressive on that one, but you were, you were shouting it out in the, uh, in the Discord channel. I like, hey, everybody, I got to it. Um, I got to it a little late. I probably, I probably would have slowed into this thing, but not that size. I think there's, um, a really good point though. And when you see terrible bubble news where the market is tanking and a project, you know, of this caliber opens up, you know, this is where I, I look back at my, my, my pickup, uh, the little nouns in the top 100 and it's like, it was depressing. I was like, I'm out of your clicking buttons. Uh, and so it's a good note that like when you start to see news, Takeover of you know some such and such influence or or things going sideways, it might be a good time to go shopping for uh, these these types of projects that just you know it, it takes somebody who's got a high gen factor and commitment to go after it. So good job picking it up. Full disclosure, I don't own any, but I might. But when this comes out, we'll see if any bids land. I think I think I was just complimented as a D gen. Thanks, George. 
like it's going under you like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna become the good boy in this bowl through this no but hold on hold on hold on i will say the other smart thing here is like you can go around buying one by one right you need to imagine the main paid one gas fee as i understand it for that collecting man yeah just to you know a few batches because it just it pained me to see them sitting there and felt like i just had to go back and get seconds you know when you just you see that empty plate you see you see the whole they made you all hit, this you food. hit the sizzler it's buffet my, it's my responsibility i was worried initially that that it was gonna that i, I wouldn't get you know, any more than I was even allotted. And then it felt like this is just ridiculous people. Too much bacon. I'll take it. Yeah. That shellfish will go bad if I don't eat it all right now. <laughs> uh, okay. Dad. All right. Smart. I want to go back into Psychology. The- this is solid. Um, Ooh, thanks for sharing that. The market is perfect. Brought to market psychology. Uh, so I want to come back to this and try to. Paint. Look, there's going to be a lot of ink smell already and some more to come on FTX, but I want to come to the high level of not your keys, not your NFTs, not your keys, not your crypto. People are learning this and frankly, the most painful way possible right now. The great thing about NFTs, the thing I'll say even for myself is I would not have my own custodial wallet or wallet to thin of mine if it had not been for trying to, you know, at the time I get to raise my ponies. And then they're like, well, I, get, I need to figure this out. And in doing so, I ultimately have an incredibly, you know, secure wallet when compared to centralized exchange. And it's like, just me and this private key. And that was the promise here. And, and unfortunately, that the folks that, you know, came at it from like, all right, I'm going to invest in it. Like, I don't know, I put my money into like Morgan Stanley and like, Literally, SBF was heralded as like the next type of coming of a crypto Morgan Stanley. The truth is, when you get an FT, the steps that had to come before it is you getting your own custodial wallet, learning how it works, holding it, saving it, accessing it. And when you're on OpenSea, yes, that is a centralized exchange, but you are just getting a window into your wallet. You're not giving OpenSea your keys right yeah i think there's a like that's important distinction the the centralized versus custodial um you know if it's a custodial marketplace if it's a custodial wallet that that you're actually depositing your funds into someone and someone else has control of it that that's what you want to avoid that's the big difference uh you know there are there and even then when you're depositing it somewhere else look at whether there's fully you have control to take it out if it's a smart contract. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that you should be able to read the contract, but having if it's a contract where you can just go revoke uh, or, or even just take your NFT back, that's different than when someone can literally just shut off the uh, the withdrawal system. So I'm not saying that you should have to know the difference between the two. Whole lot easier to just have it in your wallet and not have to worry about that. You know, I think we we already know that there are, I mean, there's so many risks as we go around, um, you know, and interact with different contracts. And, you know, we, I think we, this, I, don't know, I guess this is reminding me a bit, you know, be smart about which con, which wallet you're using to interact with, with contracts and, you know, where you're storing your assets, 
use things like revoke.cash. Uh, that's one that I use occasionally to check what contracts I've, I've approved and can uh, revoke the access for those. But really just re knowing that you have direct control, um, you know, it's made me go through kind of a checklist of where I do have different assets and, um, you know, think a little bit more about how much I, I trust them and how many other how many other things that they may be at risk of, um, you know, as we've seen a bit in how things have played out with FTX and how we saw Celsius and, and 3AC and all of the, I mean, the list goes on, unfortunately. But when these big giant uh, implosions happen, when there's hundreds of millions or even billions that go away, there's always contagion and it spreads around and there's somebody else that gets hurt because somebody in the chain had a little too much risk and it ends up hurting others around. So, you know, it's, it's kind of important to start thinking about, you know, yes, you may not have things directly in there, but do you have a lot of funds in a project that might be tied to it? Um, you know, and it's something that you, you do need to, to think a little bit about. And, you know, it's, it's part of why I look at, you know, look at the people that are a direct, uh, you know, artists that are directly controlling you that don't have, you know, big teams that may be mishandling funds, um, you know, not saying the artists are, they may be mishandling it, but there's no team to continue paying. There's no, uh, there's no big promises of what they, you know, no big budgets that need are needed necessarily to continue producing. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's really too bad to see how many, how many other projects and businesses get hurt when things like this happen. Yeah, I'm shocked at the fallout and I think there's, there's still more to come. You know, for for yeah. sure, I think. Also, like, look, I, I think like this company has been around since 2019. Uh, that's not very long. Yes, it's long in crypto years. This company has not been around for very long to suddenly then be claiming in media the stability of uh, a Morgan Stanley. It has so many echoes. It has so many echoes with no risk. It has so many echoes of Bernie Madoff. It's, it's ridiculous. The biggest difference, though, I would say, is this 20 years. It took 20 years for them to figure out what Bernie Madoff was doing. Same types of major philanthropy, same types of this guy is better than this email, same types of greatly taking customer money, co-mingling, and promising this type of return. And it took just since 2019, right? A few years, three, four years for, for FBF to be taken down. And they, I, as I understand it, only started commingling funds as of Q1. And so that means in crypto, things move a lot faster. While yes, the centralized exchange had transparency issues, they still unwound shockingly fast. Not 20 years. It was like 20 minutes where that thing got immediately bankrupt and done. The other thing to think about is like, let's roll back to clock 2019 and you start deciding to put in your, your funds to something saved. You know, it's funny enough, like had you just chosen you know, crypto funds or reputable projects, you're like you'd still be holding those assets. They would have depreciated. But there is a weird world where NFTs look like stores of value levered, the levered ETH, but some, some can say stores of value that you can hold, uh, like art that can weather the storm in a, in a different way. They give you a different level of security. You know, we just are, are watching 
like we just sent the guy from, you know, chain whatever CEO dumping his high value NFTs because they actually held value. Person is experiencing a desperate liquidity crunch. And guess what? He may be taking a haircut, but they're finding value there. So it is, it is definitely not a world where I would say, oh, because FTX is going down, like the entire crypto industry is going down. No, it's not. Um, I think it's going to be a, a longer, colder winter. I think regulation is going to be harsher and stricter as a net result, ironically pushed by SBF himself because he was trying to build a actual legislative wall against competitors that would legally potentially challenge him and his cheap freaking business out in the Bahamas. But yeah, at I'm, least they, they're not doing that anymore, right? They're not moving yeah. forward with... Wait, what? They are? Um, I haven't read the recent things, but I, I think, yeah, I think Congress is moving forward on the SBF back bill they work on with Gensler. There may be more that comes out on that, right? And SBF yeah. is trying to make it it's harder for legal exchanges to do business in America so that he could take more customer funds and gamble with them, like a generate gambler. Yeah, I mean, it's smart if you're a rookie person. Yeah. And so anyway, I think Congress may be moving forward on a lot of the legislative suggestions uh, of, of this Bernie Madoff modern day and so maybe the last laugh is his uh, i hope his plan doesn't make a target against and lands him in a prison for a very long time uh, but i you know i'm still optimistic on the value of long-term utility vanities and in many ways has a far more tangibility far more utility frankly than promises are someone's made-up coin upon which people were borrowing and billions against. I'm referring to FTT token, the made-up token of that exchange, upon which they were able to leverage and then make more bets on, on other speculative uh, uh, currencies. The top three tokens they did that with. Yes. Serum was another one. Their, their attempt at a decentralized exchange. Don't use that. Use, use zero X. <laughs> um, but man, it is. This <laughs> But <laughs> 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 it's. Uh, I mean, it makes in some ways it makes me optimistic about the, the future of crypto because real crypto doesn't have this problem. This is what we're trying to get away from. I understand that right now this is all lumped together, and there's a lot of a lot of negativity coming towards the industry. And you know, the truth is, this has happened over and over again with banks with central you know with any centralized form of of entity and that's what we're trying to get away from we're trying to get away you're trying to get to a point where we can see the assets we can see everything that's happening on chain we can understand well ahead of time if somebody is in a liquidity crunch i mean this isn't a liquidity one crunch really that makes it sound like they have the assets and they're they're just you know and they're just not liquid yes yeah i mean you, you know but this and it's what you see in in businesses that are operating like true open businesses on you know in in crypto and it's man i, I it makes me happier to see what nfts have done because it has really pushed that part of the, the tech forward and and made people adopt it and i think there are a lot of people that will be able to talk about the benefits even as we continue to see a lot of head, headlines that are getting it wrong
there are a lot more people that understand this now than they did certainly two years ago. And, you know, I think that's, I don't know that we, you know, we would have many people defending yeah, nearly as many people defending crypto if it weren't for NFTs. Yeah, you're probably right. In terms of use case, this would just be another ICO moment and be like, oh, you idiots, with your idea to do absolutely nothing except for, you know, promise yeah, some sort of, you know, funny future where things actually start to work. Like things are starting to work. This is included in them, the many use cases we're seeing of, of NFTs and, you know, art as levered Ethereum as tokens that will let me get my coffee rewards. And maybe go chilling tickets when they figure that one out. <laughs> Remember where it's built though. That was not Ethereum back. Here's one other thing that I think this, that I, uh, I think we should mention, or, you know, I want to mention here is that not, we've talked about how NFTs often aren't actually stored on the blockchain. And that is, this highlights that risk. Mm. There are a lot of entities that could still go away overnight that could be over, you know, overexposed to one of, to an FTX, to any company that might blow up and not be able to pay their bills for long, not be able to host those files. And, you know, it's something that we've talked about how, whether it's, you know, that a lot of even the, the on-chain projects aren't fully on-chain. They rely on some other server, some other service that needs to be paid for. And, you know, there are, there are risks out there and, you know, they, I know there are services that can back them up. I don't know how, you know, how valuable that will be. I think club NFT is one that that's out there. I have, I haven't done it. I think, you know, maybe I should go do that and at least have a backup of those NFTs. Um, you know, should something go wrong with, with the company? Um, I saw that, uh, was it, uh, who is Nifty Gateway? The company, there's a company that they're related to, I think that had some funds tied in, uh, to FT or tied up to oh, FTX. Right. And, um, you know, it makes you realize that there are, there's a lot of other, a uh, lot of other companies out there that are, that could have some exposure to this. And if they do, there are still risks to NFTs that aren't fully on chain. You know, if there's no servers and there's no, nobody to pay those bills. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, you, gonna you stop have contracts. But be clear, you have contract code. You have code that is living on a shared ledger that is pointed around. You don't have that picture necessarily, unless it is pointing to IP and that storage that has been paid for indefinitely. Yeah, how does that work? How does that pay, is it paid for indefinitely? I'm I'm not actually clear on that. I don't know who, who bankrolls that or if you can pay it forward for like, all right, this will come right for a hundred years. We're good here. But IPFS is the, um, as I understand, it's one I'm, I, I want to look at. I know that on that club, but, NFT, I read about it. They will actually do a scan of the NFTs in your wallet and tell you which ones are safe. Um, your safest terms in terms of being on chain uh, versus you know the level of risk of them, whether they're IPFS or uh, Rweave or you know various uh, other storage options. But it, you know if we're not fully you know even by owning your NFTs, I guess it should say yeah. should definitely mention we are not fully in the clear of of the of some of these risks that you know that have that expose themselves in a terrible way with FTX. Oh, we should we should do a future of this as like. Uh, that we, you know, that trust no one, <laughs> trust no one. Find half the brain. Now I'm, I'm a little shaken. Like I didn't have any money on that, but 
I'm going to say I'm going to be moving money from a thing or two that I've been doing because I'm like, it's just, it, it seems like a matter of time. If it is not my key, that I am not properly factored the risk. I've not properly factored the risk in. I think you're bringing up a good point too, where, you know, I have, you know, the only thing I'm for sure know that is definitely, you know, on chain for the asset it is really like my chain faces, I think. Like that was the whole point of that entire project for it all to be uh, on chain. Um, and for the record, that price never moves. I will blindly say, no matter the day, no matter the way, that price is trading at 0.12 ETH. <laughs> stable. Engine is stable. But even Volmar, that thing won't lose. <laughs> right. Oh, man. There's, uh, there's my affordable project. So if you're completely well, well, if you're still around and doing anything right now, you're definitely a D-Gen, but it, I think you also probably understand the value here and, and why it's worth continuing to be around. Um, you know, I hope that that so the best parts continue to, to, to mm -hmm. come through and that those are more exposed because we get rid of... Uh, the latest scam i'm not gonna not necessarily the biggest or or certainly not the last yeah yeah no no full inoculation you earned your stripes in, in this in this market if you're carrying through this up um yeah that's all i had no, i have more to say on and we'll probably do another episode around it but uh thanks for, for rounding it up and uh no, this story is not even done yet. He's trying to no, he's trying to raise money actively. He's still trying to put it back together, even though he's resigned as CEO and the company's declared bankruptcy. He's this is crazy. He's got this ridiculous Twitter thread still playing out, man. This is oh yeah. yeah. We're gonna keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you can just skip ahead or go to sleep, but that's yeah. We'll be talking about it. Yeah. All right, see you out there. All right, bye, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.